welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week, we're in Natoma, Kansas with Adam and Dana Kaczynski of French Press Coffee. They're sharing how their journey as entrepreneurs came to life when they decided to turn a literal dream that Adam had into reality. Now they're serving the community more than just coffee. They're creating a space where they can invest in people, make a space for local artists, and pay it forward. So here we go with Adam and Dana. All right. Well, we're here today in Plainville, Kansas with Dana and Adam Kaczynski of French Press Coffee. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Yes. Thanks for having us. Well, let's start out by having you tell us a little bit about yourselves. Are you both from Kansas originally? Yes, I am from Kansas. Um, My parents grew up in or around Natoma, and I was raised in Natoma and graduated from Natoma. And... Yeah, so I was born in San Diego and lived there till I was about eight, but we ended up moving over to Massachusetts and lived in Brockton, Massachusetts till I was about 12, went over to Natoma, which was kind of a funny story how we got there, but we moved there and lived there until I was about 14, then we moved over to Russell, Kansas, graduated high school, and then I went to North Carolina right after high school, then to Tucson, Arizona. And then came back to Kansas when I was about 20. Wow. I am going to have you tell how you ended up in Natoma, your family, because that's a great story. So, well, like leading up to even getting to Massachusetts, like we went through the foster care and everything for a few years. And once our parents got us back, we ended up kind of running away from the problems. And we went to Massachusetts. And when we were there, we kind of built up more problems and... One day, my stepdad decided to take us all in the room and kind of was kind of funny because he decided to put up a map and throw a dart, and it hit right next to Natoma, Kansas. And so, sure enough, he got on the internet, looked for a home, and found one over there, and away we went. Wow. So, Dana, you ended up kind of leaving here, too, at some point, right? Yes. I went to college in Springfield, Missouri at Evangel University and graduated from there and lived in Kansas City, Missouri for a year before I came back. So what was the deciding factor for you? Um, Just to be close to family. um, I really missed the more tight-knit community of a small town and um, just knowing people and having the support Yeah, all the great things that we love about small towns. (laughs) So at some point, you guys ended up getting together and deciding to become entrepreneurs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of Adam's thing. Like, I'm more reserved and need a plan, and he's more... Spontaneous. Yeah, there you go. Kind of just get an idea and go with it. Mm -hmm. I love that. So... So did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or just Um, kind of? uh, Kind of. I've always wanted to work for myself. I mean, that's almost everybody's dream, I would think. Right. 
but I've always been in a position when I am working where they always end up putting me almost in charge of like people and just kind of running things. And I've always kind of liked it. And just watching how businesses go, I just sometimes didn't agree with it. And then so I'd move on and I just decided that I kind of wanted to do my own thing one day and kind of just decided to do it. Awesome. So what is the inspiration behind a coffee shop? Uh, well, just kind of had a dream once and my dream became a reality and wow. went forward with it. But like a literal dream literal for you dream. asleep. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And now you're living your real dream. Yep. Yeah. That's very cool. So did you know anything about coffee at the time? Uh, I liked drinking it. <laughs> I drank and we, quite a when bit. we travel, we like to go to different coffee shops and that's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, we spend a lot of time and I, I always tell people it's like a visual research and just kind of tasting it and seeing what we liked and everything. And then I kind of got on the internet and I just do my own studying and reading and watching videos. And then I started roasting with a very makeshift roaster. And I started having people try it around town, and they ended up liking it, and we kind of just decided to go with it. And Dana picked out a building that she really liked in our town, and so I had to track that down and got her going and just put two and two together. Yeah, well, originally it was going to be my letterpress studio, and then Adam had the idea for the coffee shop, and he was trying to go all these different directions and thinking of where he could have it. And then finally he was talking to some people and they said, well, don't you own the old print shop? He said, yeah. And they said, well, why don't you just put it in there? (laughs) Well, originally I didn't want to do it there because it wasn't right off the main road. And with us being in a small town, I thought the main road would be the ideal spot. But beating Caddy Corner to the city building, really, I mean, it's you have to turn off the main road to go to it, but it's, I mean, it's right there. So it, everything's pretty close in Natoma. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because what's the population? Like 350. Yeah. So it's walkable. Yes, yep. definitely. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the history of your building, because that's pretty interesting. So the history of our coffee shop that we got in Natoma. Uh, so Dana would want to, like, she liked the building a lot, and it was a really pretty building from the outside, but it had a lot of... windows. had, yeah, two giant front windows, and it'd be a very good display. Like, if people were to drive by, they could see in there. And the building was in really poor shape. Like, the roof was caving in, the floor was all bubbled up, and it was just really rough, but we decided to... Well, in 93, Natoma suffered through a big flood, and a lot of... Well, not a lot, but quite a few homes and things. If people weren't living in them, they just kind of said. They abandoned them. Yeah. And that was one of the buildings. And so they actually used the front part of it as a newspaper shop. They built over the old damage and just used half the building. And like, so when we got the building, we tore into that and there was mold and just all kinds of bad things we had to get rid of. But leading up to that, uh, so we saw the building and we wanted to get it. And so we had to track down who owned it. And the owner happened to be dead or it was deceased. And so we contacted her family members and her family member gave us her lawyer phone number and her lawyer happened to be her brother-in-law. And then her brother-in-law contacted other family members for us to be able to sign off saying that the building was ours. And long story short, we ended up 
get in the building and he helped us out for free. He didn't charge us anything because it was his family member and they wanted to get it off of there and worked out pretty well. No kidding. It did take a lot of research too. I don't want to throw that out there. Having oh, to go over yeah. to Osborne to the county building or to the courthouse and doing research on trying to find out on people's names on who owned it in the lot because our lots are so little there too. Well, kind of the thing was Russell Media. She bought it from Russell Media, and then it's like the paperwork didn't get filed, so they thought that they owned it. And we had to but track down someone in Colorado. Forgot about that. And get that other signature. So it was it was like a toss up. It was it was very strange, but long in the end we got it. Mm-hmm. Wow! So. Through a long process. Yes. Well, I know that Kansas has a really unique program targeted to rural entrepreneurs, and that has been kind of part of you getting these coffee shops up and running. So tell us about that and the role that has played and how that's helped you. Well, in Natoma, the original coffee shop, um, we just got our own loan from the bank. And then that, um, like Roger Rabbi with the economic development in Rooks County. When we were coming over here with the hospital, because they own this building, um, he kind of got us set up with that for this location. Yeah. But and the hospital, yeah, the hospital owns this location, but we're leased out, so we're not like part of the hospital or anything. We just rent from them for this location. Well, well leased for quite a while. And so it's pretty cool. And it's, it's neat how they help rural businesses in our area. Yes. Definitely makes things a lot easier. Yeah. They're a big part of why we're here. That's great. So is that something you have to apply for? Is it open to anybody? Is there, how it does that is, work? Uh, you can, and they also keep an eye out too. So okay. they're always watching when people, and even with rumors and stuff, because I mean, they'll stop by, they'll ask me if I've heard of something and just things like that. And they're just, they're always looking to help. And so it just makes it really easy. But yeah, you can get online and apply. And I mean, there's flyers all over our town too. So people see them all the time and they make themselves well known. So they'll just stop in the businesses and like they'll stop for coffee and just kind of say hi. And And Roger Rabbi is our economic development. um, For small communities in our area. Well, in Rooks County. In Rooks County. And he's amazing. And he goes out of his way to help us and reach out to us and try to build up this community. Mm -hmm. And he does a really good job of trying to find new things to come into the old buildings and just get Mm -hmm. kind of, they're trying to revamp the main street. And And I like how they like approach you too, because they're not pushy or anything. They're more like, they treat it more like a family. And that's what I really liked about them. They just come off really nice and very just, homey. Yeah, they're just always like looking out for you and just keeping an eye on things. And it's nice to have somebody in your corner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you got the Natoma shop up and running. What was the community super excited? Yeah, I think for the most part, yeah. Yeah, I, they definitely support us a lot. Yes. So when. It's, I mean, it is difficult to start a business in a small town, mm-hmm. but with the community being there and, like I said, being excited and everything, they, they still keep coming, and it's yeah, really and nice. Yeah, I think some, some people were, like, nervous to come in at first for some reason, but once they come in, they really enjoy it. Yeah, works out pretty well. Yeah, that's great. 
So at what point did you decide we're ready to expand and take on another location? I kind of was sporadic on that. I just kind of was driving through and I saw the building and was like, hey, that building right there with intersecting highway would be sweet. And so kind of decided to look into it and I found out the hospital owned it. And I was just happy. It was like six months has passed after I found out the hospital owned it and I was working at our other coffee shop and an employee from the hospital had come in who happened to be, he's the marketing manager for the hospital. And he was out trying coffee because they're thinking about getting coffee into the, to the hospital. And so he was trying our coffee and I got talking with him and I was like, Hey, do you guys own that building? And he said, yes. And it's like, well, I'd really like to put a coffee shop in there. And he's like, wow, that's, kind of a good idea. I'll set you up with the board and you can present something and see how it all turns out. And so I got the meeting with the board, did my presentation. And as I was leaving, they told me I could have the building and we'll get a contract written up and be good to go. Amazing. Couldn't ask for a better (laughs) plan. All worked out well. So you have both said this is really more than a coffee shop it's a community gathering place what does it mean to you guys to be able to offer that to your community it means a lot to me I really like reaching out just with like my past and everything it was people reaching out to me that helped me get through a lot and so being here with having people coming in and just talking with them and being able to just share moments and stuff it's it's I think it's really good personally yeah and something that was important to me like Something that I craved, I guess, growing up around here was more like cultural events or something. And so something that was important to me with the coffee shops was having like a display for local artists that they could show their work and just give them a venue so that people would even know that they did that sort of thing. And we have open mic night now. We have have had maybe five in Plainville. And that is very, that's like the highlight for me now because it's kind of catching on with people too. Yeah. Like it's growing every time. And people I didn't even know wrote the old poetry. Finger flicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they write poetry and that's amazing. And they just get to open up and share that way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hidden talents in these small towns. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are afraid to kind of put themselves out there. Because we'll get people out to come in the first time and they won't do anything. Then they see it's kind of a like a friendly environment and just really, just really good for sharing. And so they'll come back the next time with some stuff prepared and share it and have a good time. And it seems to be working out pretty well. Yes, and I think a couple of people have come up to me after that and said this doesn't seem like we're in Plainville, Kansas. It feels like we're in a city. And that's like, (laughs) yes, that's what I wanted. And we have some friends here in town that set it all up and they get the equipment. And it's been nice to like collaborate with them and make that happen here for people. Mm -hmm. And like with us just being the coffee shop too, like I've had people that have come in here for the first time that have tried it that usually like, It was part of my goal, too, to be able to reach out to people and just talk with them and everything, too. And now they come in a lot, but, like, they they would not, like, leave their house very much, just maybe go to the grocery and stuff. But now they're coming out and they're actually, like, interacting with other people that are coming to the coffee shop. So it's kind of nice to see that. And it's just, it makes for a good environment in here. Yeah, and... Like a nice, warm environment. 
We've hosted things at Natoma, like the elementary school, like we'll put their art on display and they'll have a poetry reading down there. And they always like coming in and pointing to their piece on the wall. And it's fun to see that. And the forensics team, they have performed for the last two years there. So that's fun because everyone comes in and watches what they've been working on. It's always really fun to watch because they get into characters like really good. And it's just like a whole different, Mm -hmm. it's like a movie. It's awesome. In your coffee shop. Yes. You guys are both very involved in the community outside of the coffee shop as well. What have been some of the projects that you've been able to work on? Um, Probably the biggest one would be the food bank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, creating the food bank in our town. So that was a a pretty good one right there. And we're still kind of working on that here and there. Yeah, we're getting finished up this summer with... Mm -hmm. With construction stuff, yeah. yeah. But we've been fully up and going for a little over two years now. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. So we kind of opened it around the same time we opened our coffee shop. Yeah, it was kind (laughs) of crazy. As if you didn't have enough going on. Yeah. Yeah. Besides the, I mean, the food bank's another part of how I was trying to not just, I mean, there was a need for stuff, but it was also reaching out to people, and it's just really nice to interact. And I'm just, I'm all about the interacting with the people and stuff. It's it's fun, but also Dana does like the uh, Labor Day 5K, which is an annual event, and she stays involved with the community with that, and she also coaches, and so that's really nice. Yeah. And, and like the volleyball camps and. The Natoma Labor Day is kind of a big thing, like at our town every it's year. Our biggest event that yes. we have the annual Labor Day celebration. So we have a lot of people that come from surrounding communities. And, you know, if you grew up in the area or grew up attending it as a Mm -hmm. child, there's like bike races and turtle races. So. And, you know, Dana's in charge of the Labor Day 5K, which in a one-mile town all the way around, it makes an interesting (laughs) course. Yes. So. You really get to see the entire town. Yeah. It's pretty cool. A unique, one-of-a-kind mm-hmm. event. Oh, yes. <laughs> we have some interesting stuff in our town to look at. <laughs> that's, yes, that's true. That's good. So have you guys done any collaborations with other businesses or groups around town? Um, Brant's Meat Market oh, yeah. is out of Lucas, Kansas, and mm-hmm. they sell our coffee. And right now I'm working on um, getting some labels made to make them a little bit more official and more inviting looking, but um, hopefully we'll have those soon mm-hmm. and then outsource more so that we can get them in different stores mm-hmm. and things. But we, we have, like, we do sell some in bulk. There are some companies, there's a church over in Salina that buys quite a bit and they use it as a fundraising. So we just give them for what we buy it for and then we sell it to them and then they kind of raise it up a little and create some extra funds for doing their mission trips and And it's kind of interesting for them because where they've gone on missions trips, they'll like order beans from that Mm -hmm. area. So it's kind of neat that way. Yeah, that's very fun. Um, We've also had, I don't know, two or three paint parties in Natoma. And um, a girl that I went to high school with, and I mean, she's my friend. Which were all maxed out, too. Like, every time we had a paint party, we had to bring, like, make extra room as much as we could. 
and that's fun mm-hmm. for in the small community because if you wanted to do something like that, you'd have to go to Hayes. That's where the Walmart is. It's like 40 <laughs> miles away, you know. And so, town. yeah, people, I think, enjoy having it right there in your own backyard. And, yeah, they would come over and host it. And they're from Russell. And so that's been fun. And, like, Kaylin and at Perfect Print over there, the girls, like, did our shirts. And we got our sign in Natoma from them. And then also, as we said, um, Nick and Kylie Joe in Plainville, we collaborate with them on open mic night. Yep. And yeah, they're kind of in charge of the open mic yeah, for most. Yeah, we kind of yeah. just provide the space. We steal all the credit. <laughs> yeah. <Thank you. laughs> and he's the pastor at the Nazarene Church yeah. in Plainville. Yeah, they're really good people. Well, and then we... Um, I was a para at the school and I coach at the school in Natoma. And so I'm, you know, I grew up with some of the teachers were my teachers. And so it's fun working with them and um, getting some of the students work. And so I guess that's a collaboration too. Getting the students work in the coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. And then also. Like hanging it up. Yeah. yeah. And the poetry reading and the Mm -hmm. forensics. We also had a, um, someone in the community in Natoma um, had an idea that when it was really super cold and snowing a lot to have a snowman competition and they would post their snowmen and we had to judge to see who won a free drink. Yeah, that's that's always pretty fun. Yeah, Yeah, those little Mm -hmm. kind of crazy competitions. Yeah, I love it. Talk about the opportunity that you guys see and have been able to be a part of in rural Kansas. I I enjoy the like the family feel of it all. It just I don't know, just being here, people are just very nice and like like you said, always having someone in your corner and stuff and it just it makes it a lot easier. And I just hope to be able to provide that back. And I just I'm really happy to be part of that in this area and just really like it. It's part of the reason why I moved back here in the first place because it just had a really homey feel. I'm a homebody. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says home more than coffee. So yeah. 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 I also think like starting up a business here or just living here obviously the cost of living is lower and so that's a plus and Mm -hmm. if we tried to do this in a bigger city I don't think that it probably would have worked and yeah yeah. and we have like in our town and I went to high school with him and he has an accounting firm and without him he's been um, a tremendous yeah we wouldn't have made it like with all of the licenses and it was just very overwhelming at first like we did not know what we were getting ourselves into if we had known not sure that we would have followed (laughs) through but (laughs) Mm -hmm. he has saved us and still is saving us and then of course just having that community and the lower cost of living and then all these buildings that are just kind of Mm -hmm. falling apart and if you could get your hands on one like they're gorgeous though at the same yeah. time although they're in rough shape like they just I mean they got tin stamp ceilings old 
like our coffee shop has three different kinds of wood floor in it. It's got maple, walnut, and oak. And our building now that we just purchased has fir wood flooring in it. And there's just so much history to them. And I don't know, there's just, it's really nice, especially if you like remodeling. There's a lot of really cool. Yeah, you have to like remodeling. Well, <laughs> it's also tough when we have three buildings going at once. Yeah. So we're trying to just jump from each and keep just keep going. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. There's a lot of those old buildings, and and for someone to have the passion to put into that, and it's such a huge part of what keeps our small towns going into the next generation. That is part of it, the Economic Development Center, too, on trying to rebuild buildings and develop more because to get more people, there's two things you really need to grow a town and housing and jobs. And if we don't have the housing, people can't stay and they can't work. And if they can stay, they can maybe create some jobs and even creating jobs to create the housing. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a cycle. So... It's just getting into it yeah. and getting into that cycle mm-hmm. initially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having an idea and just going with it. Just Spontaneously. Jumping. Yeah. Just jumping yeah. in and not even worry about the consequences. Don't even think about it. Just do it. Yeah. Or the permits. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Talk to us a little bit about that. Cause I don't know that I've ever had anybody talk specifically about that on the podcast, but I mean, I think that is daunting when you think I want to start a business. You have no idea what permits you need or how to go mm-hmm. about getting them. So what did you guys do and how did you kind of navigate that? Uh, so like on the permits and everything, we had, like Dan was saying, we have a friend that's over in the accounting business and he owns the accounting firm in our town and he has helped a lot of the other small businesses in our area. So he was a really big help with getting our licensing and talking with the state and just getting everything in order and then from there like the health department and everything they were actually really helpful and really friendly with us and they gave us their numbers we can call them for any questions when we were setting up the building but that and, is kind of overwhelming at first with oh uh, i mean it still things. is overwhelming yeah but <laughs> but it was all i mean it's all there it's like steps you that you take yeah and it's really nice that people are always willing to kind of help out there and if we ever have any questions just give them a call and so it works out pretty well that's good it does the state have any resources too that you can kind of um mostly they do like uh they had their uh like the usd or the gosh i'm trying to say um the so like for the food and safety they have to where if you want to get a license, they have it all there for you, like for your yeah, square like the footage of the. Or... Yeah, because they base off your license off the square footage of your building, and they have like chart sheets, and you just kind of match up of what you're gonna do, and then at the very end, it'll tell you your price range too. So you actually figure out how much you'll be paying by doing all that stuff. But I don't think we really did that before. Well, <laughs> our accountant. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of, well, he did, like, we went in there with a meeting, and he brought it up and showed us, and we went through it all. But what I'm saying is, like, before we started. Oh, yeah. No, I had no idea. I just (laughs) thought, you know, coffee, I'm just going to go in there and drink it and (laughs) serve it to people. Yeah. Slap some paint on the walls. (laughs) Well, I knew about construction, but the, yeah, like, it, it was, it was just, it's a fun process. And, like, when I grew up, too, we spent a lot of time rebuilding stuff and doing things and I kind of just kept that habit going on resourceful 
yeah, who knew how it would come in handy yeah. like this? <laughs> like the things I hated to do, I just kept doing. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to do that. And yeah. Well, what advice would you have for someone wanting to do something similar in their communities? I mean, you guys just really dove in and said, we're in. Uh, like part of mine too, not, I didn't just want to do the coffee shop at first. There was other businesses I want to do because I did a lot of research on, cause I was working with the economic development. I was talking with them. I wasn't actually doing any business ideas. I was just talking with them. We're going over ideas and I was doing a lot of research on my own. And so I was trying to find out like what businesses would do really well in small communities. And I almost narrowed it down to just doing like storage units, which are like the less maintenance. I mean, you can set them upright and then it's more of an investment and just be kind of moving along. And then the second one was a car wash. But when you're in the small towns living in Kansas, the dry heat without rain kind of pays a factor. And then they have the big process of recycling the water and reusing it. But it would still be kind of an issue. Then you got to get it past the town to be able to get that water, which it's pretty hesitant in a small town because water issues is a big deal. But the coffee kind of just hit me in a dream. So, and we just went for it. That was your answer. Yeah. Yeah. So was coffee one of the things that came up in your research as a need? A uh, coffee shop was. It was actually in the top 10. Okay. So it was, it was one of those uh, businesses that are addictive. So it, people keep coming back. And it was, that's what made the top 10 list that people, I mean, everybody's got to work. Everybody's got to get up and coffee is what they usually go for. And so having a coffee shop, you have a pretty good chance of being successful just because of those things. Also, it's something that all ages can enjoy mm -hmm. because we have, you know, milkshakes or ice cream, um, hot chocolate, yeah. different things, smoothies and for if kids. If we did just coffee, I don't think we would have been very yeah. successful because, I mean, we do have coffee drink, but there are a lot of kids and stuff, and that's when mm -hmm. we offer, like, 41 different flavors in milkshakes, and we do, like, smoothies and just a lot of, yeah, for the kids. And then whipped cream with some sprinkles and yeah, decorate it all fun, <laughs> and just kind of make things up when we go. And some of the kids come in and try to make things up on their own, and it's yeah. pretty neat. Some of them are pretty good. And yeah. some of them are pretty interesting. Yeah, some <laughs> of them are way but over. They all, yeah, yeah, I think they all say that they love them. Mm -hmm. That's fair. It's nice that you let them do that. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Any other advice for, you know, someone with this dream in their heart and just taking that plunge? Because it's scary, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah, a lot. It's, yeah, it's a big commitment for sure. I mean, it's something you've got to really know that you want to do because you're going to be doing it for so long. And when you start digging yourself into debt or anything like that, you've got to be really committed to be able to pay it out. And so just really think on what you're going to do and try to have a passion for some of it. And like with me, it's with talking with the people and I love coffee. And so it just, it all makes a good, just a good recipe for yeah, if you're just going in it for the money alone, you probably, it's not the thing for you. No. Well, money's nice. Well, yeah, but if that's <laughs> just your goal. Yeah, I know. You've got to. you got to be able to do more, cause, and you got to be able to realize that you can't just get become a millionaire in, like, one year trying to create a small business. Like, you've really got to set a goal for minimum of at least three to five years to be able to pay things back. 
And if you can't set that goal to where it's three, five, maybe seven, it probably isn't a good idea to start it because that's when things will get really stressful on you. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, something that we've learned is try to go as minimal as you can at the beginning and then build from that. Like if you try to get the best stuff, um, at the very beginning, it will be harder to maintain and pay off. Which, I mean, there are things like our espresso machine and stuff like that that you have to get. Mm -hmm. But if there's anything you can get by, try to save as much money as possible and be very conservative on certain items. Therefore, that way you can create your business more in the future, but you want to be able to make it to that because if you can't afford to pay the things you already have, it'll be tough. Yes, definitely. So I've heard rumors that part of your plan, and we talked a little bit about this, but is to expand into letterpress and graphic design. Is that true? Yes. That's kind of like my side of things, you could say. And She's the artsy one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do some freelance graphic design right now, but I'm trying to build kind of the letterpress side of it up and now we're kind of getting to a point that that could happen time-wise and just getting used to having the two locations and there was a lot of learning to be done you could say and overwhelming but um, now I think things have kind of evened out for us and so maybe we can start focusing more on that. So I'm curious, do you have the original letterpress that was in your building? No, but I was able to track one of them down, which was over in Luray, which is how far is Luray? 20 miles. 20 miles away, but it was actually brought over to the other newspaper shop over there. And we have contacted the lady and everything, but we haven't uh, gone over and seen it yet, but she is interested in selling it. So we might be able to get one of the original printers. Right now, I just have a little tabletop press and we actually made our wedding invites on it. And that was kind of a fun project. But since then I've done two or three projects, but sadly no others. More to come. Yes. I can't wait. Letterpress is so cool. Well, talk to us a little bit about the communities. You obviously both have a connection to Natoma, but now expanding over into Plainville, what do you love about these communities where you get to live and have these businesses? Um, I like the support that people show. Like, it's crazy on how, like, you don't know what's going to happen when you're going to go up, and especially in another town, especially in the town next to you that you, like, play sports and stuff against. Yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> rival And so it's kind of like actually. a rival. Yeah. And so when you go there, you're just like, oh, will they support you or not? And But people here have been very supportive, and I've only heard good things, well, in, to my face, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it it's nice. Like, people, they're really good people here and I've been all over like like I said I live in California and Massachusetts and Tucson and North Carolina and it's just it's it's a different world and it definitely has that safe factor here and it's not like I'm paranoid or anything it's just very comfortable for me and being here all around just and like people just put that vibe out all the time like you can't even drive down the road without someone waving at you it's kind of it's kind of cool (laughs) yeah and like I work in Natoma and there are definitely like the regulars in the morning that are there at seven and 
I'm not a morning person. And so the biggest thing for me when we started this was She's like having to wake up and be there. And when I told like my friends or my college friends, they were like, how are you doing that? And so like, they know that if I'm rolling in at like right at seven, they'll be out there laughing at me or that honk was their one horn. of our big concerns when we started the coffee yeah. shop. <laughs> How am I gonna do it? How is she but gonna wake up? They are like a little family in there, and they have all of these inside jokes, like tons now, and it just keeps building, and it's so fun. And they are there every single day. And it's just very encouraging to us and heartwarming. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to hang out with them, too, and kind of be in the circle because they're hilarious. Yeah, it's just crazy on how, how much support people give around here. And it's, it's really, really nice. cool, to too, too, because, like, there's in that group so many different people that maybe wouldn't have been connected without the coffee shop and different ages and they just seem to all mesh in there and so it's neat to see very cool well what's next for french press coffee big goals adam's goals uh well for the plainville coffee shop we'd like to get a drive through in here and try to get more of the traffic off of the highway since we are at the intersecting highways and get some more signage out on the road and everything just to kind of create more but big goals yeah and with the surrounding areas like we've got Stockton to mm -hmm. the north Palco to the west and everyone like traffics through Plainville and this intersection to get to Hayes to the Walmart yeah <laughs> or whatever and um so they're coming by us so that's kind of a neat opportunity mm -hmm. and a way also because we have some regulars that are from different towns, like 15 minutes away, but mm -hmm. they always stop in. But and with us being neat. here, we're still not capitalizing on all of like what we can get. So try to just get out there more and try to get more people in and just try yeah. to. And like I said, getting um, better labels for the coffee bags mm -hmm. and getting those out more mm -hmm. places and, and then hopefully getting more people to buy in bulk with mm -hmm. our beans and it's all kind of part of like a learning deal too because like when we opened our coffee shop in Natoma, it was a walk-in based coffee shop and you come in and grab drinks to go and kind of sit there and so we came over here with that idea and I mean, I like when I first started, I always thought it'd be nice to have a drive-through, but I didn't put too much effort into it at first. And now that I'm here, I'm seeing that like a drive-through would be really nice for this area. And so we'll try to add that on, but it'll be a big learning curve because when you do that, you have to hire help. You have to just make up the difference. And so it's kind of a lot of planning and getting everything going. But a fun next step. Yes. Definitely. Always fun. Yeah. 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 Well, how do we follow along with everything that's coming up, but also everything that you have going on right now? Um, we are on Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. Well, we'll link to that in the show notes and so everybody can go check it out. And guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so fun. much. You're welcome.
Well, I love how invested Adam and Dana are in their community and their heart to give back. And I love their plans to bring that letterpress back to the building that used to house the burnt shop. I can't wait to see it come to life. So be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find links to French Press Coffee on social media and you can keep up with Adam and Dana there. Huge thanks to Adam and Dana for being on the podcast and thanks to you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Have a great day, everybody.